This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. New York Times bestselling author Eric Larson is known for expertly transporting readers to past worlds. Even stories we think we know come to life in a different way in his hands with his remarkable new work of nonfiction, The Splendid and the Vile. Larson once again turns history into a thriller, taking us into the heart of war-torn England for the period of May 10th, 1940 through May 10th, 1941. Winston Churchill's first year as prime minister. Eric Larson is the author of five national bestsellers, Dead Wake in the Garden of Beasts, Thunderstruck, The Devil in the White City, and Isaac Storm, which have collectively sold more than 9 million copies. His books have been published in nearly 20 countries. Happy to have Eric Larson join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Eric, welcome to this program. Yeah, thank you very much. So you often write about fascinating events in history that most of us have never before heard of, but a lot's known about Winston Churchill. What made you decide to write about this first year, May 10th through 1940 through May 10, 1941, as prime minister? Yeah, well, first of all, it wasn't actually Churchill who made me want to do it, at least not initially, and it wasn't even the fact that it was the first year of his prime ministry. What happened was... My wife and I had uh, had moved to uh, moved to Manhattan um, from Seattle, um, and in the course of that move, realized I, I had this kind of epiphany about the nature of 9/11. Um, back back then, we watched the whole thing, you know, that horror unfold in real time um, uh, on CNN. But from you know from from Seattle, then arriving in New York, I suddenly realized maybe this is a duh kind of moment, but I suddenly realized how how intensely different the experience was for New Yorkers than for us. Um, especially that sense of violation of their, their their home city, and I started to think about uh, the German air campaign against London in 1940-41, um, and I started to wonder, well, how could anybody possibly have survived that? I mean, 9/11 still throws us for a loop, and you know, here was the Blitz with, you know, 57 consecutive nights of bombing. How did anybody endure? I thought about writing about a typical London family, um, and then I started thinking, well, wait a minute, what about the quintessential London family, Churchill, uh, and his family and his advisors, and, I, uh, and to try to figure out how did they actually do it on a daily basis. So that's how I came to do this thing. Chatting with Eric Larson here on Speaking of Writers, uh, his new book is The Splendid and the Vile. Where did the title come from? Title is uh, is derived from a diary entry by one of the key characters in the book, a guy named John Colville, who was one of Churchill's private secretaries, this cadre of really hardworking young men. Colville uh, was keeping an illicit diary, a gross violation of security laws, as it happened, uh, but he kept this diary, a daily diary of life in uh, in 10 Downing Street, and, and literally a daily diary. And one day, he found himself in a bedroom watching uh, through the window, watching a raid, a uh, particularly um, severe air raid, unfold outside. And he was struck by the beauty of, of the night, as, as improbable as that sounds. But, you know, this black sky, searchlights, uh, explosions against the black sky, and so forth. And he, he, he writes uh, he, this lovely, lovely entry about this um, that closes with him, him describing it as this, this juxtaposition of, of, of natural splendor and human vileness. And so right away I thought, ah, splendor and the vile. That became my title like from, from way back when in the research process. Eric, did spending so much time with Churchill, reading his words, examining his actions, make you think differently about leadership? And what were Churchill's strengths and, and flaws as a leader? 
Yeah, well, you know, I, I really, I really, I, I mean, I didn't intend it to be a, a, actually a book about, about leadership, but it kind of, kind of became one, um, frankly. And, and the, the things that I, the thing that I, I think found to be probably the most striking trait in Churchill, and probably is something that, uh, that, uh, that all the best leaders are, 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 do exhibit, and that is, he, he was keenly aware of the power of symbolic acts. Even tiny things like his refusal to refer to Hitler by name. You know, he only called him that man or that wicked man. And when you think about that, that's it's actually a pretty clever, sort of subtle way of demystifying the enemy. But you know, at the other end of the spectrum, um, for example, after the the first major raid, uh, major deliberate raid against London on September 7, 1940, he went out and visited the docks himself with well, with an entourage of his of his people. Um, and, and, and really connected with those who had been bombed out of their homes in a, in a, in a very substantial way. So that, that power of, 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 of being aware that, that even the smallest symbolic act is very important. My guest is Eric Larson here on Speaking of Writers. His book is The Splendid and the Vile, a saga of Churchill family and defiance during the Blitz. This is your eighth book, Eric. How has your research and writing process changed over the years? Well, you know, it's uh, I, I actually probably hasn't probably hasn't changed all that much, except maybe I'm getting more and more compulsive. Um, you know, it's it's uh, for me, it's always a process of of immersing myself very deeply into into the archival materials that underlie whatever story I choose to do. In this case, I mean, that that actually proved to be especially daunting because. You know, Churchill is probably one of the one of those people who's been uh, the most written about in the in the history of the of the world. Um, I, in fact, I had to make a decision very early on, a strategic decision in terms of the research that I was only going to I was going to read as much as I could um, in the first month or so to sort of get a sense of the landscape of Churchill, but then jump right into the archives to try to find my own my own personal Churchill, as I refer to it. You know, try to find. Through this fresh lens of mine, that is a, the, simply the question of how on earth did these people survive on a daily basis, um, using that as a new lens, which nobody had done before, actually. Um, uh, using that as a new lens, um, I was able to find new things, um, in, as incredible as that may sound, with somebody like Churchill. But I was. I was able to find new things in the archives, um, in the historical record, because I was looking for something different. Speaking of new things, what did you learn about Churchill that most surprised you that you didn't know? Well, well, the thing I came away from was maybe other scholars did know this, but 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 what I came away from this research was that was that Churchill was a lot of fun. He was a lot of fun. I mean, he wasn't a particularly good uh, tactician. He wasn't a particularly good strategist. He could be deeply inconsiderate to his to his workers and so forth. But they but they loved the guy in part, I think, because he really was a lot of fun. You know, he. He knew he he knew when to just sort of cut loose, and when I say that, I mean that in the Churchillian context. That would mean, I mean, he loved to sing. He loved to sing his favorite songs like "Run, Rabbit, Run," songs from The Wizard of Oz, Gilbert and Sullivan. He liked to dance uh, to to martial music and at 10 Downing Street, and also in the Prime Ministerial Country Home Checkers. And and uh, yeah, he just he just really seemed to. to to know when to let the serious stuff go for a little bit and, 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 and enjoy life. My guest is Eric Larson here on Speaking of Writers. His book is The Splendid and the Vile, a saga of Churchill, family, and defiance during the Blitz. He said he was a lot of fun. If you could sit down, Eric, and have a Churchillian dinner with him, what would you ask him? 
oh man, what I asked Churchill, you know, first of all, that would be the thing that I would love most um, uh, uh, is to go back in time and be able to uh, to sit down at one of those fantastic dinner parties he held at Checkers. Well, would I want to ask him? Well, I'd actually want to ask him this question in private, frankly, not over the dinner table. But I'd want to ask him if he ever had an affair. And the reason is there was this there was this rumor that he did that came, had broken the last couple of years the so-called Castle Ross affair. Um, still not clear whether this was was, was true or, or 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 not. It's been somewhat somewhat debunked. But yeah, I just kind of like to know. But that maybe that's just me. <laughs> How about a moment, a particular moment that you'd love to visit in real time? Well, you know, uh, uh, there, there there are so many. I mean, obviously, I would love to have been been witness to, to some of his speeches that have gone down in history as being these these most amazing things. Although, although I, I should note that at the time, um, some of these speeches that we know to be his most famous were just speeches. You know, they were they they had a certain resonance, but they did not have this this vast historic resonance that, that we we give them now. But I think the moment that I would I would really really love to again this cuts to the fact that Churchill was a lot of fun. I, I think I would like to be at the. There was a, a dinner party at at the prime ministerial country house at Checkers. Um, lots of guests in the house. Some staying overnight. Just some just there for dinner and, and afterwards. And Churchill, who at this point is wearing his pale blue siren suit. This was a one-piece jumpsuit of his design, meant to be pulled on at short notice. This was pale blue. Uh, jumpsuit. He's wearing this. He's also wearing his flaming red gold dragon uh, dressing gown. And he decides that uh, in the great hall there at Checkers, with all his guests gathered around, he's going to do some bayonet drills. So he turns on the gramophone, puts on some martial music, gets his Madlinger big game rifle with uh, attaches a bayonet to the end, and proceeds to do bayonet drills in the great hall at uh, at Checkers, um, very seriously, you know, to these strains of martial music, as his guests are just just in hysterics seeing seeing this man, this this prime minister of the British Empire, um, uh, in his in his pale blue Easter egg costume, if you will, doing these drills. I understand your favorite character in the Splendid and the Vile is Mary Churchill. Why? Yes, Mary Churchill. Well, uh, first of all, in, in, in large part because she is, well, when I say she is new, what I mean is she is new to the scholarship of Churchill. I was able to use her diary. I'm one of two scholars, quote-unquote, who, who were given permission to do so, and I think she was just the most amazing character. She's The time the action starts in, in the book, which is uh, May 10, 1940, when Churchill becomes prime minister, she is 17 years old, and she is a really smart, um, articulate observer, and she keeps a diary, a daily diary also. Um, and, and she was such an acute observer of her father, of events. She, she, she was so deeply in love with her father and adored him and so forth and was felt so deeply things that were happening in the war. Um, but at the same time, she was also, after all, a 17-year-old girl, and she really wanted to have fun, and she did. And it was just this really great window into into how people actually did endure that time. You know, it wasn't all it wasn't all darkness. You know, there was a lot of darkness, but there were also there were also times when when people could really really um, relax and, and and enjoy themselves. Are you working on a new book? You know, I'm looking into some some ideas. I'm, I'm thinking about it. it's always a difficult time for me. It's, it's my publicist and friend. 
Penny Simon once referred to it as, uh, she says, that's when I'm in the, the dark country of no ideas, and, and I am in that dark country now. Maybe it's perfect pandemic country. I don't know, but uh, that's where I am. Eric Larson, the book is The Splendid and the Vile, a saga of Churchill family and defiance during the Blitz. Eric, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. And this is Speaking of Writers, and that's Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. We're back again next week with another edition. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve Richards.